everyone, and welcome back to Clearly Aligned Podcast. I'm Kelly Tyrrell, and I'm here with the founder, Dr. Stephen Schill. Hi, Stephen. How are you? I'm good. How are you doing, Kelly? <laughs> good, good. Uh, today's focus is dental monitoring, which we're both very, very passionate about, and we thought it would be very fitting uh, to talk about that today because the uh, last podcast, we talked about the patient's first visit back to the office. And if you're super efficient and super tech savvy, um, like our tribes tend to be, um, oftentimes that first visit is virtual. So um, I'm going to be more of a host in this. I think <laughs> you have all the you have all the heavy information and the data. So I'm gonna um, I'm gonna ask you more questions, and I'm gonna <laughs> sure. answer. That's the that's the intention anyway. <laughs> Sounds like a plan to me. <laughs> okay. Okay. Um, so. In a, in a nutshell, if there's someone who hasn't heard of dental monitoring or virtual care or any of this virtual monitoring, what would you say? Like, what's the, like the gist of it? Why? Why should we do it? Sure. Great question. Uh, there's two parts to it. Virtual care really comes, I think, in two flavors. The first one is kind of what we were doing back before we started using more organized apps. We followed Regina Blevins' example, which was when a patient had a liner that wasn't fitting very well they would text us a picture and we would let them know whether it fit well or if it didn't fit well. That's kind of where we first started. And so when dental monitoring came out with their first ever convention, that was back in like 2018, I want to say it was in Vegas. And my friend Peter Braun said, let's go to this conference. And I was like, well, what's the point? I already have patients who take pictures with their cell phone and they just text it to me. And then I give them the like, come in for an appointment or you're good to go. And he's like, no, no, there's way more to it than that. Uh, that you need to find out about. So I went to the convention and it it changed my life, to be honest with you. <laughs> um, mm. Because I was obviously doing some decent volume, I think I was like, a, yeah, it would have been 2017, 2018. I was probably like a platinum at the time. Okay. And what I recognized in it is that, so the two different flavors, the one is just straight up the exact same thing as, as what we were doing, which is that okay. you get a picture, you look at it and you make a call whether they move to their next aligner and you do it. The other flavor is that artificial intelligence is used. So you create a list of pre-generated messages that that patient will receive when a certain parameter is met. So let's say all the trays are fitting perfectly. Then that message is going to say, hey, Kelly, things are going great. Um, we'll check in at your next aligner. You can move ahead to your, you can move ahead to your next aligner and we'll check in uh, when you take that scan. But what happens is you don't view or review or monitor that actual scan because everything's going well. So even though we might have 400 patients on dental monitoring, our protocols, and you can set it up however you want, but our protocols are designed that we only get involved when they have two no-goes in a row. So mm -hmm. once you get that first no-go, it automatically sends them a message saying, hey, Kelly, your trays aren't fitting quite as well as we'd like them to be. We okay. want you to wear them for a few extra days and then take a new scan. We'll check in at that time. That's all okay. pre-done. It's a message that we created, but there's five or six different variations of that message. So you don't know that it's coming from uh, like a, an auto-generated message. So it's it, kind of like having um, a team member without paying them who's kind of like triaging all these different messages and like no-go meaning like 
like red, like something's wrong yeah, here. Yeah. Um, and green, green meaning go. So I, I love that because I love the efficiency of it. And also, yeah, you, you can only grow so much within the chairs that you have and the hours that you really want to work without pushing the boundaries. And that's where I became really intrigued with it. Like, how can I have more patients, do more work, have more growth and profit, mm-hmm. but still keep the same hours and the same chair time without bursting at the seams? Exactly. Because we know that the chair time is one of the biz- biggest expenses in your office. It's it's way more valuable to pay 10 bucks a month or 15, whatever it is. It's something cheap right. um, for your dental monitoring scan of that patient. And then you don't need to burn half an hour of chair time if that costs you 150 bucks, 200 bucks an hour. Well, the $15 to virtually check in with them was, was way better and if you have patients who are doing well, like this one patient comes to mind for me where he is like nine years old, 10 years old, and he had a okay. complete crossbite. I use this case quite frequently when I lecture, but he had a crossbite from a central incisor all the way to a six. Mm-hmm. And we were expanding him and using aligners. And I felt quite comfortable with the protocol and the setup. Yeah. He started right before COVID and then things went haywire. And I, I didn't really check my dental monitoring scans like to go in. Sometimes I'll just like, check them. I'll jump in and just randomly check patients to see how they're doing. But I didn't check because everything was staying on track. So he never got flagged with two no-goes from me to check. And so at the end of his first batch, which is 10 months, he comes in and he's completely out of his crossbite. Everything, his occlusion is ideal. His his arch and palate have, have expanded and developed really nicely. And so we saw him once when we put on the attachments and then we saw him at the end when we were ready to go into uh, retention for his phase one. Okay. And at no point did I feel like he wasn't being properly monitored or followed up because I knew if there was any issues with tray fit and there was two, two no-goes in a row, I would get a message personally to me from dental monitoring saying, hey, uh, this is on the back end. Hey, right. Dr. Schaub, essentially you need to check out this patient. Like that's all auto done too. Um, and then I would have checked it. And I would have seen if there was a problem. And if then there was another one, another no-go, well, then I would have brought him in for an appointment. But instead, right. I saved so much chair time because he didn't come in. The parents are thrilled. It's mm-hmm. super efficient in terms of how it works. And so all in all, it's just such a beautiful experience for everybody involved. And if there had been things like uh, gingivitis, hygiene issues, recession, um, or an attachment fell off, Dental monitoring tracks that and it tells you in a message saying, hey, this patient has a hygiene issue. And then you can make the choice as the doctor to bring them in or not. So the difference between the two different flavors is that by having artificial intelligence and those pre-automated messages, as a doctor, I'm not checking 400 scans every week. Instead, we might be checking 20 and they're only the people that actually need it. I think that's like a a big differentiator when it comes to, because, you know, at first dental monitoring, like I know, like early on the scene, like 2014 or whatever, it started, you started to hear about it. And then, yeah, there started to be conferences and, you know, those of us who are kind of ahead of the innovators and ahead of the time, we kind of jumped on early. Um, But now there's a lot, right? There's lots of different companies um, and whatnot that are, are catching up, but um, just to put it in perspective, like the AI and the the complexity behind the dashboard, like the dashboard, I mean, it's a sexy product. It's very nicely um, designed and packaged and branded. Uh, it's very, the app is very patient friendly. 
Um, so we love all that stuff, but you don't realize all the guts that are behind it, um, all the research and development and those scans. I think there's like uh, 1.5 billion uh, photos and images behind that. So the AI is taking all of that, mining that data, and that's where it's got that like next level of intelligence, which is basically like your little team members or mini doctors looking at all of these, um, you know, images from your patients and uh, alerting you to the problems or the things that are good. And what I love about that example um, about the little boy who just kind of was coasting along, it, it's not that he was coasting along without engagement. He was getting like dripless, like you didn't have to intentionally intervene or do messages. You've got it all set up. If you've set it up properly, he's getting engagement. He's getting communication. Like you're on fire, buddy. Keep going. Bites looking great. Like whatever your messages are, mine would be a little bit. Woo -woo. <laughs> mine wouldn't be as clinical. Yeah. <laughs> but um. But I think it's amazing because the patient experience. We all want that. That's what separates us from the guy down the street is that the patient experience is amazing. And so the fact that they're off on their own and they haven't seen you for three months, six months, nine months, whatever, for the whole year, um, they really still feel part of your office. And I can't remember who it was who said recently, it was probably one of our doctors at one of your courses, um, or was saying that their patients have had such a great experience and it was because of their dental monitoring. They feel like every week you're in their pocket. It's like, Dr. Schultz said hi to me today and Dr. Schultz did this or, you know, like, let's say it's Christy or Carly. They get to know your team members and it's like you're part of that team. And uh, really, you've met them once, if at all, at the TC or the new patient <laughs> exam. And so I think that's like, first of all, just this generation. Um, and, and now we can even include our senior citizens in this generation because everyone has a smartphone. Um, but, you know, everyone likes to have that level of engagement and feel feel involved and also, it gives you confidence that you're, yeah, you're, yeah, and your dental, your dental team are keeping up with the times. They're like doing the latest. First, we've got our Invisalign. Let's say it's Invisalign, or it could be brackets. You can really monitor over like 130 things. There's 130 touch points that you can yeah. uh, check in for. But um, just knowing that your uh, your doctor is top of his game and keeps up with the latest, I think that gives them the confidence that their plan, their Invisalign plan or their bracket plan or whatever is really going to work out too. Yeah. And, and the things that you can do, you can approach this different ways, which I think is interesting. One doctor, um, one of my friends who does dental monitoring, he tells the patient straight up, this is artificial intelligence. Okay. And he puts in brackets behind every message um, because, again, we can set the parameters of what's said to the patient when something happens. So right. it'll say like, hey, um, you're allowed to move to your next aligner. And then he'll have in brackets, this message is automated um, through the AI. Right. Because he doesn't want doctors thinking that he's looking at every scan. And he tells them that, look, mm. here's the reality. And this is true that the parameters of what the artificial can, intelligence can pick up on for a an, an, uh, uh, lack of tracking right. for like, let's call it a no-go is so much more precise than what I can clinically look at yeah. from the picture. So the artificial intelligence is so much better at that and it's going to send you messages. And if it gets two in a row where it doesn't fit, that's when mm -hmm. it's going to bring me into the picture. Because okay. what is interesting is that doctors will, like the, the AI... The patient takes a scan at like 10 p.m. because it's working in the background. Sometimes it will go ahead and send them out a message telling them they can switch their next aligners at like 2 a.m. And so patients sometimes will be saying like, wow, you guys are really on the ball. I sent that one out after like a night of uh, 
of drinks at the bar at 11 p.m. and I had an answer back by 3 a.m. And, and that's one thing. Kelly and Stephen are still up. We are those people. Yeah, exactly. So that's where usually I just kind of say like, oh yeah, you know, we try to like, oh, Carly must have been really on the ball there. Because yes. I tell them we put on there like from Dr. Schalk and team. I would too. On the message yeah. or from something like that. So then that way it's just like, oh yeah, we must have really been on the ball with checking that one over. Yeah. I know obviously that that's not the case, but um, you can choose to, I guess, take it whatever direction you want, whether you want to tell them that you're still kind of involved every step of the process or, yeah. or, or, or let them assume that, or whether you want to go ahead and tell them like, no, there's AI involved. Yeah. Or like, yeah, like, or I mean, I think explaining the AI's capability is amazing just because it's great information. Like who doesn't want to hear that, but just saying we take that information yeah. and then we make our judgment because everyone wants doctor directed care, um, whether it's aligners or whatnot, like, you know, they've done a lot of studies saying we want a team member involved. That's why patients like to come to offices to, um, you know, and they're not going to smile direct or blah, 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 blah. They yeah, want they to want see doctors, but this way you care. are seeing doctors. And honestly, I would argue that it takes out a lot of the human error and, um, you know, cause in, in practice, I mean, if you're running late, I'm running late, it's almost lunchtime or I really want a coffee. Yeah. Um, you know, Hey, aligners are fitting great. And meanwhile, yeah. you know, the AI might have picked up that premolar that's not rotating, but I haven't seen it. I didn't check. I, and I've written on the trade cover, Dr. Schultz, good to go. And you're like, okay, Kelly says you're good, like whatever. Totally. And, you know, um, you know, we all try to do our best, but, um, yeah, you know, think, yeah, if the AI is picking up little things that turn into big things, that is saving you a refinement. Again, we've just saved treatment planning. We've just saved chair time, changing attachments potentially. Mm. So I think the scalability and the return on investment and profitability is like crazy, crazy. Um, and all the systems that you can create. Um, I, I think it's just a fun job for like a team member to pivot into. Yeah. Um, or well, someone and, to, and so yeah. here's what I think is also very cool. As a new provider, if you were to use something like dental monitoring, when you have a new protocol for a patient and you don't know if it's going to be successful, that's kind of where mm-hmm. I was when I first started using it. I used to bring my patient back at the six week mark or the two month or the three month, not really right. sure. Like, is this fully going to work? Instead now, if I have an experimental protocol where I'm not doing anything crazy, right? I'm just trying something a bit different. Mm -hmm. I'll check in manually every week and just make sure everything is right on track. Or I'll have a note for my team members to check in and just make sure is everything tracking well? Is everything going all right? And as long as things are progressing as they should be, then we're we're good. But there have been times where I'm like, oh, look at that lower premolar. We tried to use an optimized attachment that a lion recommended and I'm going to give it a go, but nope, it's not tracking. Or I tried to do a different protocol of an attachment. I changed whatever it is. As soon as you realize that it's not tracking and nothing that we're really trying with the patient, like having them use their chewies or munchies more, having them like whatever it is, um, focus on that spot for an extra two weeks of wear. And you're still like, no, it's not working. Then ideally you get back on track. But if you don't, then you have the option of going, well, you know what? I know this didn't work. And so you can start kind of planning ahead in your mind to what are you going to do differently before the patient even comes in for their appointment? Or how am I going to explain this to the patient that things aren't tracking? So you you can go ahead and do this like mid-course correction where, and I I don't know if I've mentioned this in the podcast before because when I was lecturing in Toronto, and Ottawa recently, I mentioned a bunch and you've heard me say this, but you can do what I call a stealthy refinement. Yeah. Which is, is cool because you have a patient, things aren't tracking. 
you go ahead and you bring them in for an appointment. You take a scan. You don't even necessarily need the photos, but you just take a scan and you realize it's because you have a wrong attachment on a tooth. Well, then you go ahead and you get a new batch of trays. You tell the patient you're just going to get them some new plastic. That one tooth isn't fitting quite as well, but you don't slow them down. You have them continue to change their trays like once a week or whatever you're doing. Yeah. You rush that case, you get it back, you have them come back in for a quick appointment and you just zip off the one attachment and put a new one on. Or mm -hmm. if the attachments were all fitting well, but just something again with your protocol, maybe you move the teeth too fast. Yeah. We had, we had a case of this where we went ahead and we did that. We, we took into a new scan. She was from an hour out of town. Right. We got the new trays in. Once they arrived, we just went ahead and we mailed them to her house and said, throw yeah. away your old trays, recycle those, start wearing your new ones. And so yeah. she didn't stop and hold in one tray because as long right. as she was within three trays of where she scanned, I was comfortable with that. Yeah. Yeah. We do that too. And as long as you write on that refinement, like what tray is the patient in, you don't say with the, the present tray that's in their mouth, you, you jump forward the one, two or three, you know, whatever tray. And it always fits. It, it always fits. Yeah. Yeah. And so it fits well. And what actually happens is theoretically, like, here's the thing. So this is a pretty challenging patient and you know this already. So this is yeah. listeners, but let's say she's a challenging patient and just going into a quote unquote mid course correction where she gets stuck on that tray for like three weeks while we get new ones is really, really uncomfortable. So yeah. we keep her moving ahead. So she was at 15. So she changes to 16 and 17 or whatever. We get the new trays in. When we get the new trays in, the position of tray number one is kind of the equivalent of tray 16. So it's almost like then the next tray actually brings her backwards just a teeny little bit. And then she's moving forwards again. Okay. So it's not a big, big deal if you're a little close. Here if, there. Yeah. I yeah. learned that from Scott Fry. Like he would always bring in patients three aligners before the end of his active aligners. And then he would go ahead and still have them wear the last two aligners while okay. he got a new batch. Well, see, I tell them that they're at 18. So even though they're at 16 and I scanned them, so 16 is basically where I scanned. I let them wear 17, 18, whatever. Sometimes I'll do it two weeks each if I need four weeks. Yeah. Um, and then, but I tell a line, like, what tray is the patient on? And I say 18. Right. And so, so they already, it's a little you know, but same thing. It's like a little, yeah. it's a little flexible this way or that way. Um, totally. But for the patient mentally, they don't think, oh God, that guy's replanning. Something must be what going did he wrong. Screw up on. Yeah. And it might be, a, you know, it might be a situation where you've planned a case. You just came back from a course and we're like, oh shoot, I don't even yeah. know about that sequential. <laughs> I didn't know that you had to move the teeth back one by one. I thought you could just move the whole train. Let me replan, but without letting the patient in on the secret. And so, yeah, there's these, these great ways that you can get in there without kind of throwing yourself under the bus and you just very creatively communicate that and everyone's <laughs> A hundred percent. You know, when I was learning and I had dental monitoring, that's a super valid point that I would have cases where I was like, I am going to fail. Like this case is set up wrong. And then I didn't need to kind of put tail between legs quite as much if I could yeah. see it on dental monitoring and say, Hey, yeah, things aren't fitting okay. quite as tight on one or two. We're going to get you some new plastic. And again, this is the beauty of, from our previous lectures or lectures, podcasts, <laughs> where we talk about conventional attachments and why I'm a fan is because if you're using conventional attachments, you don't need to take them off yeah. with a new set unless you have the wrong attachment on. With the optimized exactly. attachments, you have to replace them all and remove them and put new ones on every single batch of aligners. Yeah. So it's yeah. just much slicker if you have the conventional attachments, then you don't need to take everything off and put it back on. 
So the patient doesn't yeah. really know that that you're making a change mid-course. Like they do, of course, because you're getting them new plastic, nice. but not in the same way as if you say to them, hey, here's the thing. Your teeth aren't fitting well. We're going to stop. Yeah. I'm going to take off all of your attachments. Stay in the same tray. Yeah. Then I'm going to go ahead and we're bringing it back in three weeks. Your tray's going to be disgusting. Then we're going to put all your attachments back on and you start at number one again. I think too, like uh, I know you and I, and we we teach to this. Um, we really talk about in that new patient exam, communicating to your to the patient that hey, there's going to be a series of boxes, a series of steps, like chapters in a book. That's part of the plan, so that they don't think every time they get a new set, there's a problem. Or even your team, if you're a new provider, message to your team: this is part of the process. I am not failing. We are doing good here. Good work. Multiple um, batches. Yeah, exactly. And um, I was going to ask you too. Um, so with dental monitoring, I mean, I know what I think, but with dental monitoring, would you say that your patient's compliance goes up because they feel like they're more closely being watched versus like my patients come back every 16 weeks, if at all, mm -hmm. um, whether they're monitored or not, that's our cycle. But, um, you know, sometimes they slip through the cracks if you're not watching. Yep. Yeah, I um so yeah, I'll give you the good, the bad and the ugly to be honest. I mean, okay. you know that we're always pretty honest. So yeah. yes, patients do feel like they're progressing better and are more compliant because the thing is, if a patient if you had a hard movement happening at tray 8 and then they get stuck on tray 8 and then they're stuck on it for like so they did their 7 days. Then you get a no-go. Now it's 3 days. So now they wear it for another 3 days. They take a scan. They get another no-go. Now they're on 10 days or I guess uh, 13 days, then they get a go. Well, that gave that tooth time to catch up. Where the bad part comes in is sometimes the protocols on virtual monitoring are too sensitive. Mm -hmm. And so with dental monitoring in particular, lower incisors, it just wants to hold them up. So you've got a patient who's super compliant, doing awesome, and then a lower incisor is slightly not tracking. And part of the reason why is because there's no attachments on those teeth, potentially. Dental monitoring saying, hey, you're not fitting well enough. Keep wearing it for longer. Well, those lower incisors are perfectly straight in this patient's theoretical example. But their upper teeth are just like horrible. They're super crowded. <laughs> they're janky. <laughs> and so dental monitoring is holding them up for something that's not a priority. Like who cares about the right. lower second molar when we're not moving molars? Well, dental right. monitoring will say like, hey, that tooth's not fitting. Haha. <laughs> We need to stay in for longer. <laughs> and then if you don't pay attention and you just let the software keep doing its thing and you don't set up your protocol to alert you when they get two no-goes in a row, you might yes. end up where you've given them five in a row with the artificial intelligence. And right. now this patient's calling and they're like, my um, tray just disintegrated in my mouth and I hate dental monitoring and I hate Invisalign because I've been yeah. in the same tray for 30 days. And then you look at the scan yeah. and you're like, oh. Oh crap, how did that get through? Why did we keep giving them a no-go when yeah. we should have really gone ahead and changed things? Because again, the cool thing with the dental monitoring protocol is that you can change how sensitive things are, or you can mm -hmm. tell it to ignore a tooth overall. So if a right. second terminal molar is not tracking, you could just tell it, hey, like there's a button on there. You just click ignore all of the one sevens. So okay. no one sevens will ever cause you uh, to slow down. It'll always be a go. Or you could go ahead and you can set it so that you just give them a go for one aligner. So it's like, okay. here's one go. So there's lots of different things that you can do, but you do need to have some knowledge in how to use the software. Mm -hmm. To make sure that it's still a good patient experience, because if you do use it straight out of the box, you need to yeah. and get that, that system sorted. 
again, through Clearly Aligned, like we're pretty good about helping doctors set up their dental monitoring. And even we allow doctors, if interested, to use our protocols, like our setups. I'm pretty open about that. So you can just go to the dental monitoring team and say like, hey, I want to use Shulk's protocols. And a lot of those headaches, I've already sorted through them. So like lower incisors for my protocols always get an automatic go if it's a quote unquote slight unseat, which means it's like not fitting by 0.1 millimeters or less. But if it's... um, so it, it will never get held up for that reason. I think that, that that's um, a great example because I know when I got started, I'm always into like the patient experience and like, I'd like green, green, go, go, go. Everything's happy. Everything's well. <laughs> um, and, but, you know, we do want to, we do want to catch things that aren't, aren't good. Um, but for me, it was like oral hygiene. And I mean, I was an ortho specialty, so we care about hygiene, but not that much. I think I've already said that twice in other podcasts, but um, I just didn't, I didn't want my, bleeding. <laughs> I know, I know. Sorry guys. Um, but I didn't want my patients to get a visual red. I don't want anyone to ever get red, truth be told, but I definitely don't want them to get red flags and feel like defeated or whatever. If anything, mm-hmm. um, I want to be alerted and you can so the, the the long story short here is if you really know how to use the back end of this dashboard and they have great support systems, uh, great education, uh, regional managers that will come out and help set you up. So use that, really dive into it. it it's really easy to use. So it's not it's not going to be like, you know, a month long experience. Um, but but do take the time to set up your parameters and your protocols and your preferences. Um, again, if you if you take your foundational course and do the chapter on dental monitoring. I mean, steal from the people who've been doing it for years. That just makes sense. That's that's efficient. Um, and, and that way your patients, um, you still get what you need. You still get some of those 130 touch points that are important to you um, so that you can auto adjust and, and oversteer or understeer if you want to. Um, but you know, for the most part, everything is happy and flowing well, and it's all, you know, good, good messaging, which I, which I think is important. And I think it does keep them compliant. I think, you know, the little ones or even adults who are very type A and OCD, and they just need to know every detail, they thrive on this information. They just love the data. And then people who fall in between, I think, where it really plays to them is the um, convenience factor. I mean, it doesn't matter what age, our kids are all in so many extracurricular activities, let alone we don't want them to miss school because they've already missed like three years of school. <laughs> um, teenagers, it's just hard to hustle them. Doesn't matter what time of day, it's hard to hustle them in or out and get them to bring their gear with them. Mm-hmm. So again, doing it from the comfort of your home and scanning using that technology Mm-hmm. time off work. I mean, that costs money. So if you go to a practice where they're offering this virtual service to you, and sometimes it's even like the new patient exam is virtual. So like, it's crazy what level you can take this to. Um, but, you know, as a parent, I mean, that factors into if I'm paying $7,000 for treatment, but you do dental monitoring and the guy down the street doesn't, well, I'd rather do the dental monitoring because I'm saving myself the gas, the time, the hustle for my children. Um, So you just, you basically probably save me at least another thousand dollars, if not more, depending on your lifestyle. So, you know, I, and I think we're just scratching the surface really. Um, It's such an innovative product, even though it has been around since like 2014, 2015. Um, It's getting better. Yeah. Yeah. And it's, I think like in the, 
eight or so first years that it was launched, um, its growth and its potential even surpassed that of Align, like Invisalign aligners, like that was crazy. Everyone was like, what is this? This isn't going to work or is it going to work? And it was crazy, like, you know, a million and a half, you know, patients or something in the first uh, eight years. And dental monitoring has actually surpassed that crazy fun fact that Kelly has. (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> they passed the number of patients that align. They they in in the same amount, oh, of, the same time. amount of time. Gotcha. Yeah, yes, so yes, like they're they really are like a true innovator wow. and disruptor. And I didn't know that. Um, yeah, AI is yeah. just so crazy. The amount of data that they can pick oh, up, yeah. and then you know, this isn't just for ortho. This is for your GP practice. My like, I I would love to apply it, and I would apply it to um, growth and development. Mm-hmm. So you're you're growing smiles. So starting at age six or whatnot, start oh, monitoring. Yeah. Those are the patients we have come into the practice every six, nine, 12 months. And that's our new patient. That's our TC chair time. It's so valuable because those are bigger appointments. Mm -hmm. So if you can have mom and dad or child sitting on the couch and they've sent in scans to you, so valuable and you're keeping them in your loop and they're going to choose you because they've had all these little touch points with you. So is that worth $15 a month? And again, they don't need to scan every week, obviously. We're not only get charged for the months that they scan. So Oh, that's fantastic. Yeah. If you were doing growing smiles and you had them take a scan, just like as a one-off every six months. You'd pay 15 wow. bucks every six months. That's so crazy. Cheap. Our chair time, like our new patient <laughs> exam time is like crazy. And we book, you know, yeah. they're, it's slower. You're chatting to the parents. So it's at least yeah. a 40 minute appointment. But um, yeah, so you could set that parameter to flag the patient like every 60 or 90 days. Let's say you're waiting for some teeth to exfoliate. Yeah. Um, you want to have a few more teeth in the mouth before you get started on your phase one or something. Um, you could flag them and every three months they scan. And then finally you intervene instead of it going three or four months too long, you really would have got like to get in that growth phase, but mm. we're trying to save ourselves from trimming those aligners and cutting sunroofs. Yeah, and yeah, totally. So yeah. you get really smart and strategic. And I think that's where like the systems and the efficiency. Um, and I mean, I mean, that just paid for itself just with the growing smiles and engagement and keeping people in your practice, keeping, what do we call it? The garden of the garden of your garden of malocclusion. Growing our garden of malocclusion. <laughs> so I want to touch on one thing you mentioned, because I think yeah. this is an important thing that some doctors might be thinking about. I think some okay. doctors right now might say, well, that's all great, Stephen and Kelly, like that you guys would do that, but I want to see a doctor and I want to see them frequently. So I would never do that because I'd rather go to the practitioner across the street who's going to see me in person all these times. So here's the answer to the doctors who might say that. Okay. The thing is, we're not trying to eliminate in-person appointments. We're trying to just make them valuable for when they actually are needed. So what I tell right. patients then when we're explaining this is we do appointments on demand. If you have an issue or a problem with your uh, treatment, you can go ahead and shoot us a message. It's just like sending a text. We'll right. go ahead and review that. And then if you see anything as a patient that you're concerned about and want to get in for an appointment, we'll go ahead and set that up. Or if I see anything that I'm concerned about, we'll go ahead and get you in for an appointment. So mm-hmm. it's not that we're trying to replace all of our in-person appointments. It's just that we want to only have the ones that are really needed. Because a lot yeah. of times you come in for an appointment, we look at how the trays are fitting or how the arch wire is sitting. We give yeah. you a pat on the head and say, good job. And then yeah. you leave and that served no purpose and yeah. you need to do it. And the average number of appointments for straight wire orthodontics is 22. The average number of appointments for aligner orthodontics is depending on which study you look at, but between like, I don't know, eight to 15, Mm -hmm. it's still a lot. If you look at the number of appointments you're using when you're using virtual care, you're probably somewhere in the range of like 
depending on who the practitioner is, but maybe call it like six to 10. Yeah. And so that is very appealing for patients to know that it's not that you're doing Smile Direct Club. It's not that nobody's right. involved in this process. Right. You're still overseeing it. You're still in charge. You're still the doctor. You're still there for them whenever they need it, but you're not going to waste their time. No. And you're receiving more data, which like yeah. you can, as a doctor or the virtual champion or the team member, like who's highly skilled, um, you can look at that data as often as you like. Those of us who have been doing it for a long time and have been doing ortho and we trust our plans, we don't look at it as much as maybe new newer people or maybe someone who just likes the control. Um, but you can look at it to your heart's content. Yeah. So you're actually receiving more data than you ever would because they're scanning every week the active patients. Mm -hmm. So that's a crazy amount of data that you're getting. And really, it's just, yeah, it's like very smart triaging. It's like taking all the patients who are in an emergency department and getting all the people who are there with like a slight fever or band-aids and being like, no, 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 no. You can stay home. I can send you yeah, your prescription you or whatever. I can mail you the band-aid um, and just dealing with the people who really need to be there. And, and that way your team doesn't get burnt out. And it, it's just, you know, why, why are patients yeah, you know, fighting for, for parking spots and yeah. all that? Well, oh my God. Good point. So I'll give you good and bad again. Cause you know me, I always give yeah. the good and the bad. So the good thing is, is that patients love it for the most part. As long as they're good patients. The one downside I will say as someone who does a lot of clear liner orthodontics is the downside can be is that because the patients that you're bringing in for appointments are only the bad ones who are like not yeah. good at their scanning or not good at their yeah. compliance. You do find that you have these days now where all my good <laughs> patients, they don't come in for appointments because they don't need to. Right. So I only see them a few times. And instead you're like, oh, We've got so-and-so again, right, for compliance. And your, your, your days now are a little bit different because instead of just coming in and giving the head pats and saying, like, good job, which aren't really needed, like, it's not efficient, it's not profitable, it's not important, yeah. the ones who you're seeing now instead are the ones who truly need that coaching. And so instead, I'm a bit of a hard ass, so now I'm, like, dealing with these, like, stubborn patients who aren't doing a good job, and I'm, like, motivating and coaching, and I'm, like, their personal trainer at the gym, like, you can do this. But then you have the next one and it's the same thing. And the next yeah. one, the same thing. And you're like, oh, I miss those. Like, again, yeah. dental monitoring is amazing. It's changed my life. I love it so much. I would never change it. But it is funny that sometimes now your days are filled with some of the more like problematic patients. Yeah. But the other thing is, well, now I only work five days a month and I still see about the same volume that I used to in like 20 days a month. Exactly. So yeah. it's kind of like you're just concentrating on the people who actually need you. Yeah, I agree. I agree. Yeah, it does get heavy. You have to find creative ways to keep these <laughs> Susans and Carols motivated. And it's nice yeah. that the, the good patients, like the little cheery, starry patients, aren't yeah. listening to the Susans and Carols who are yeah. like, oh, this premolar is 0.2 of a millimeter yeah. more narrow than this one. And you're like, oh my God, you were born that way. Carol, <laughs> yeah. you have a get out of the chair. Deep. Yeah. Yeah. One, exactly. one more thing I just wanted to, to talk yeah. about at this point, just because some people might be listening again, slightly confused over one thing, which is we're, we're talking about the company here called dental monitoring. Yes. We're also using the term virtual monitoring, which kind of just covers all aspects of virtual like check-ins, but Invisalign right. has a product, which is virtual care and the yes. virtual care product allows patients to take a scan of their teeth with a cell phone, just like dental monitoring does. Traditionally, it just hasn't involved the artificial intelligence. So it's the right. same kind of caliber as if they took a picture with their cell phone and that just showed up to you. 
So the difference between the two is that Align is getting much better with their virtual care product. That it's starting, and I don't know if it's happened yet, but it's going to have artificial intelligence built in as well to show you as the doctor where the trays aren't fitting as well. Right. What I don't know, I, I can't say, but it'll probably keep getting better and better. But whether it actually has the auto messages for the patients so that you don't need to be sending out that manual message every week to patients saying, hey, Kelly, great job. Move to your next one. Hey, Kelly, next one. Like all you're doing is you're moving your clinical workflow to a virtual world. Yeah. Whereas the idea yeah. Yeah, is to offload it entirely so you don't even have to do any of that. And the computer yeah. algorithms do that. To my knowledge, because um, I did check in on a site um, uh, recently, uh, is that you still do need to check. So again, you are taking, let's say you're taking three chairs and you're turning them virtual. So technically you could have like a very skilled and very efficient team member um, in that role, but they do need to look at those scans. If you're, you're not looking, there's no one catching it. And if you miss it, you miss it. And you do need to message them. So um, they're definitely not going to get the auto messages that work behind the scenes for you, um, whether congratulating them or alerting them that they need an appointment. Um, they'll just sit there until you say stop or go or or whatnot. Um, still great. I mean, it's a great portal. It's, I mean, Align does everything. Is, yeah, the beautiful. benefit is it's free. So dental yes. monitoring has a cost, which don't quote me on this, but I want to say it's like 15 bucks a month. Yeah. Between 12 to 17 per patient. You have the scan box or the scan retractor. So the way that it works is a cell phone for a patient slides into a little cheek retractor. And that is very, very easy to use. Like the new ones they have are so easy. And then they use the, the app and it takes a video and the video then goes ahead. And as you go side to side and you're in the mouth, moving this little retractor around, it takes a video of the teeth. And then the mm-hmm. artificial intelligence is going to pull the best photo, like the best still frame from that video. You have Perfect. access to that whole raw video. So you can see the whole thing, mm-hmm. but usually it's going to auto pull that, put it into the app on the dashboard. You have access to it, but it won't alert you unless you need it. Okay. Um, and then, yeah. And, and maybe I should clarify. I think that you're 100% right that right now Align does not have the ability for any automation and there's not a lot of artificial intelligence mm-hmm. the doctor still has to do it all or the staff but i think they might be walking of course of path. course they're planning yeah, yeah of course they're yeah, planning and they i'm released. sure it's just yeah. yeah and it was really fantastic of them like it was during covid um because yeah. i being on faculty at the time um i knew it was coming down the shoot i'd seen like little glimpses of it and um it was very very kind of a line to like push that out um because it wasn't ready to be launched yeah. but they pushed it out and it was free and then they it remained free um, which was fantastic. And again, uh, it doesn't have that AI behind it. Um, so it will take like anything, like it's like new aligner companies that are just launching right now. Will they ever catch up to align and like the platform and all the intricacies that they've had 25 years of developing? You know, no, because the more data you have, that's your product gets better, but it's still, it's still better than having them yeah. in the chair. Totally. Um, so it, you know, it, it's, it is fantastic. And again, there's also, um, grin, grin is another common one, right? Grin yeah, with the, I've heard I'm not that, that familiar, I, I but I know some more orthodontists. Yeah. But same yeah. thing, like it's the, to me, it's the artificial intelligence behind. Cause yeah. if you wanted, like you could just get patients to take selfies, but the artificial yeah, exactly. intelligence is the magic that happens. Yeah. And it's I like, the systems. Yeah. yeah. I like what you said, because this is how I do truly feel is that the things that align is working on the aligner world 
are cutting edge and innovative and and pushing the boundaries. So any like other aligner companies are catching up to where Align is, but Align is not staying still. So no. they're moving forward with things like Smile Architect and yeah. with like CBCT integration and, and, and different projects like that. Whereas dental monitoring in the aligner monitoring world, they're also still moving forward. And mm-hmm. because I am involved in, in some of the back end of developing things with them, I can't say certain things. But the ones mm-hmm. that I can say are things like right now, this is live, that they have a variable rate scan. Uh, protocol, which means that you could start off with seven days and let's say your patient's doing awesome. Then they will automatically like the software will detect that they got X number of goes in a row. And you can determine what that is as the doctor. So let's say they got five goes in a row that now triggers them to speed up, to change their trays every six days. Well, now if they get five in a row again, now they get a change every five days and maybe that's as fast as you want them to go. So that's where they stop. But it allows you to tailor protocols for that specific patient. And let's say you have a patient who's bad. Instead of changing every seven days, if they get two no-goes in a row, it's now going to move them to eight days. So when you, just to clarify, when you say no-go, so a patient has worn their aligners for a week because it's a one-week protocol. They've worn it one week, got a no-go, got a little red square that was like no, and then they did another week and they got another red square. So that counts Uh, two no-goes? You can tailor exactly how many days you want them to have to wait again before they scan. So ours is normally, if you were seven days for your normal tray change, you might now go after the seven days, it might be three days that you're okay. working for. So you don't necessarily do a full another week. Okay. okay. And then after those three days, you'd scan again. If you got okay. a no go again, then you'd be at another three days. And then once they get a go, now they're back on the seven day schedule traditionally. But with this variable rate protocol, it's going to tailor and adjust it so that if they're getting lots of no goes, well, then they go from seven days. It'll send a message yeah. saying, Hey Kelly, we know you're, you're doing great and you're trying real hard here, but your teeth just they aren't tracking and moving the way they're supposed to. Right. Uh, they, your, your bone and body just needs a little bit more time. Instead of having right. you change your trays every seven days, we're now going to have you change your trays every and do a scan every eight days. Right. And then now... With, with the AI, I mean, you have all this great information, but if you're not changing or adapting or doing anything about it, it's just data. So again, yeah. like, yeah, changing to go faster or slower, like, you know, at home, especially newer doctors might be thinking... Well, why would I be changing three days, four days, five days? I just got used to seven days. Yeah, I thought it was exactly. two, two weeks for the last 10 years. Like, you know, there's still people who are a little behind on the information. Yeah. But what's amazing is like some of our top, top doctors or orthodontists or whatever, when you're seeing them on summit and they're speaking, um, they do this um, intuitively. Of course, we're, mm-hmm. we're training our patients to be very um, in touch with what's going on in their mouths. But again, like on day three, if your aligners are fitting perfectly well and the bounce is gone. So like, you know, the magic is gone from the plastic, everything's fitting well. We, we train them to go, 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 whether they're dental monitoring or not, but dental monitoring is a nice safety net in that instance, but, you know, to kind of keep it moving with, with the biology, but, you know, with the osteoclast and osteoblast, everything's firing. And as soon as you lose that bounce in the plastic and you want more forces mm-hmm. to just to, to keep up with it. And then again, just like you said, by the same token, if you have like a patient who's just not as cooperative and they're not getting those hours in, it's all on cooperation and hours. So if they haven't worn the plastic and it, the plastic still has magic left in it, you need to add some more hours or some more days. And so with dental monitoring and the AI 
helping us to tell them and communicate that without them coming into our chairs is like next level. Like we are saving so much money. It's just crazy. It's like, I think it's like having at least five or more (laughs) team members. Um, And I mean, don't be afraid. You're not going to lose your jobs because this is like an exciting uh, another career in the ortho and dental uh, GP, whether you do ortho or not, like this is vir- being a virtual champion and monitoring and doing these kinds of consults and communication. It's a whole nother uh, area you can pivot nice for your body. Like, you know, it's yeah. easy stuff. I think it's a fantastic, uh, fantastic role to get into. So be excited about it. Get your team excited <laughs> well, about and, it. And that's yeah. the thing is if you look at the internet, right? You look at a company like Blockbuster, everybody knows the story, right? Failing to adapt to modern times and use the tools that are in front of you. The tools aren't going to replace us. I have zero worries about Smile Direct Club or about being replaced in this process because I know that I'm a vital, important piece of, of this because I am the relationship between patients and their treatment. And Mm -hmm. I don't think that that's anywhere in the next 30 years is going to be replacing the, the, the relationship, the person that's in there and the one who's currently treatment planning. But as technology gets better, if you don't use it, then you're going to be left behind. And so Mm -hmm. my thought would be is that if you're not using virtual care and you're doing, let's say like 40 cases a year, for example, 50 cases a year, somewhere in that range, like maybe if you're doing 10 cases, 20 cases, sure. That might be at the level where you're like, yeah, it's easy enough for me to see them frequently, whatever, no problem. Mm -hmm. But if you're seeing 50 cases a year, I think what are the likelihoods that you're going to start using virtual care or dental monitoring or something like that? Well, if it's high, then why not get on that sooner? So you ride the wave yeah. and, and you get better with it rather than being a late adopter where you do it just because all your competition is now doing it. Mm-hmm. And then you realize like, wow, I should have been doing this for the last 10 years. Just exactly. Like and you have to backtrack and input all your patients' data and get them on board and retrain or, them all. The or time. like, cause here's actually something I'll actually say one thing that I would recommend not doing that. Okay. If you are currently checking in on all your patients, start fresh from this point. Don't go back and put all of your other patients on a dental monitoring. We found that was a big headache Okay, because those patients have had autonomy to change on their own. Yeah. Now all of a sudden we're like putting strict parameters and we're like the strict parent. Yeah. And so we found that what would happen is they just wouldn't scan, but they changed their trays and then we're hunting them down for scans. And, and the problem is it's almost like they're teenagers who you've given the car to. And then now yeah. they drive around and do whatever they want. And now you're like, hey, I need to, I need to have a log book for every time you're using the car. And they're like, <laughs> well, no, screw you. I've been doing this for the last two, whatever, Definitely. three months, four months, five months, changing on my own. So we just thought that it was best. Like I would definitely say this, start fresh. Any new okay. patients, give them this option. Yeah. What we do is we tell them that they can choose to do in-person or virtual. If they choose to do virtual and then they don't do it and they have to switch to being in-person, because of the costs involved with setting them up with their scan box and mm-hmm. their like subscription and the costs involved with dental monitoring, they're going to pay $500 more if they have to be converted to in-person appointments. Mm-hmm. And so they get a choose. And, and, and is that cost, is that cost really because you just know it's going to be more chair time and more tea t- team time, or is it really the cost of the dental it's monitor? Because I don't want them to be non-compliant with dental monitoring. Yeah. Okay. I, just I so you, they don't equal, like our doctors don't equal, like, Oh, dental monitoring yeah, costs you costs $500. No, it's really no, not no, the no. dental monitoring. No, it's there needs to be some skin in the game. So yeah. two things happen. 
One is that they realize that they're like, wow, this is better and it costs more money and I get it included the same price as my regular treatment and they yeah. might think it's worth 500 bucks. Right. But then it's like, well, yeah, you are getting this benefit and we are paying for it. And then the second thing is it keeps them more on track. I yes. don't actually charge that fee. If I have to move them to in-person appointments, usually, normally, I mean, maybe I should be more strict with it, but normally we will just tell them if yeah. they're not doing well and we think that they need to come in every month and we hold their trays and we see them once a month because it's a non-compliant teenager. Okay. Then we'll switch you over. And usually we tell them as a courtesy, we're not going to charge you. But if you right. no-show appointments, now um, we charge you for no-showing appointments. Because yeah. usually what this does is it helps you weed very quickly. Who are your excellent patients and who are your terrible patients? You know within the first 10 aligners. Because dental monitoring is going to tell you how well they're fitting and how well they're scanning. Right. And so it allows you then to be like, okay, you know what? Like a patient comes in and they say to me like, Dr. Shock, I'm so sorry. I lost a tray. My dog ate it. And uh, like, and then I lost the rest of my trays, like on vacation. Mm -hmm. I'm so sorry. I can look back at their dental monitoring and I see it's like green, 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 go, 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 go. Yeah. Perfect. For like a year. And then I am like, okay, like clearly this is a one-off. Okay. Let's get you a new batch of aligners. Let's get back on track. Or I have someone who it's like red, red, green, red, green, red. Mm -hmm. It looks like Christmas lights. And then I'm like, well, no, you were terrible. Like what you're telling me right now is probably a lie. Because you haven't yeah. been compliant with your scans. You haven't been compliant with your liners. I know you're not an excellent patient. And so I can kind of like, again, tailor my approach to what the patient needs, whether I'm going to be more strict and hard and disciplinary, or whether mm -hmm. I'm going to say, you know, it's a one-off. You're good. Yeah. We'll get you a new batch. Yeah. Don't sweat it. That's awesome. Yeah. No, I, I think that's a great idea. Very, very good. Very good. Um yeah, I think I think it makes sense to have like really good like protocols and kind of those systems set in place. Um, it's in your foundations is your course, the foundations. That's where we have a big section on dental monitoring. But we're going to we plan to do a webinar that is visual so you can kind of maybe yeah. see some of these protocols. Maybe we'll walk you through the process, um, some of these key things that will do that for you. Um, I know dental monitoring is about to have this crazy dental monitoring blitz of webinars. It starts this Friday. I'm totally going to be there. <laughs> There's like seven of them. Um, and they go over topics. I just wrote them down because honestly, I thought one was this Friday, but it wasn't. Um, so there, it's like May 12th, 17th, the 23rd, 25th, and June 16th. And it's like, love my life because dental monitoring is basically taking a whole bunch of work off their plate. So I love that. All different doctors, um, communication tips and tricks. So I think that'll be a good one. That's kind of what we're speaking to. And Dr. Shulk is giving you his tips and tricks from his many years of dental monitoring, um, in, within his courses, um, uh, ROI, of course, you know, I'm going to pay this out, but what am I getting in return? Mm -hmm. That's fantastic. Uh, patient experience and organizational growth. That would be a favorite of mine. Um, and then uh, making a better me, which I also love because it's like you're recreating yourself. If you can set up those parameters and protocols and systems to basically recorrect, uh, recreate who you are as a practice or who you are as a doctor, it's like your own mini me AI. I love that. Totally. <laughs> <laughs> oh my God. Friday nights are going to be busy at my house. <laughs> <laughs> or Rob. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, no kidding. Oh, 
Oh, and I also wanted to say, um, and I mean, Invisalign is great for this too. I guess a lot of the innovative products um, have this, but there's a practice app. So of course the patient app is on the patient's phone and we have our dashboard, which is our desktop computer. So we have a virtual champion who can be doing their thing, but there is a practice app that um, is portable. So if you're in Hawaii with your wife, but you're still checking in on your patients or your virtual champion is whatever off somewhere and uh you know anyone can check in from anywhere which i think is fantastic it's you know there there's really no excuse that you're not watching your patients or you can't engage with your patients which is next level service and Mm. i think that's kind of what clearly aligned is about we're like about next level creating the wow super plan super delivery super everything and um Also, I think for a lot of our new doctors who are starting to kind of wade into deeper waters with more complex plans, maybe growing smiles and they're nervous about of elastics and things like that, dental monitoring is also one extra layer that's going to give you the comfort to watch your plans or maybe you've had us help set up your plans for you. You can watch them a little bit more carefully and and watch the engagement of those attachments, um, the elastics uh, that like dental monitoring, it, it tells you if when your class one canine is corrected, when your class one molar is corrected, like it's that specific. You might just be correcting your class one canine and leaving the molar. Well, we don't really do that. (laughs) We don't really do that here. (laughs) But if you wanted to, you could track for that. Um, Do whatever you want. You're the doctors. I will give one balance to that. Because again, you know me, the good, the bad, and the ugly, words and all. The one thing that I do find with the elastic side, so you're right in the sense that you can see changes. But okay. what I find is a lot of times patients won't bite down perfectly. Like we know when yeah, you get that or growing slide patient or and they're doing some little. weird bite. Yeah. yeah. So sometimes they're not biting properly. And then that way you're like, holy crap, they're class three. But the cool thing is, again, you actually, I didn't even talk about this. You can send them a video. You can record your screen and send them a video where you, so you don't need to get on the phone with them and be like, hey, you're not biting right. You could go ahead and record your screen just like I am right now. Yeah. Or if you don't have a camera setup. You could go ahead and you could just record your screen and you could just tell them, look, I need you to bite down on your back teeth and then click on a photo where they did it properly at the beginning of treatment and show them like, look at how you're biting here. All your teeth are biting fully together on your back teeth. Look at how you're biting now. You're biting with your bottom jaw way far forward. I know that's not where you're actually biting. And then that way you send them this little video, but sometimes I find the elastics aren't. To the same point, um, another fun like communication tool is that you can take that screenshot and whether it's your virtual champion or it's you, the doctor, you can annotate like with the little marker on, on their little thing saying, this is the area you're not tracking. Or do you see this plaque here? You keep missing this spot and you're going to get decal or whatever, whatever it is you're speaking about. Or like when this tooth falls out, this is when you're calling me. It's this tooth so that you're not like tooth number two, three and mom's confused and everyone's confused. So I like, I think that's amazing. Like that's just taking like all of our power of like digital. And I mean, our, our kids are used to this kind of stuff. Like they're just used to this next level of communication and, and visual, visual learning. So it's so exciting. We could talk for hours. (laughs) I was going to say, if only we had more time, but um, I think Claire is just about to wake up on my side. All of our all of our <laughs> listeners are at their destinations who are listening in their car, and they're like, "Okay, Kelly and Stephen, we need to get out of our cars." <laughs> yeah, I've got home twenty minutes ago. Cut it. Yeah, yeah. Well, I thank like, you very I like much. That we do this. Um, so, for those who don't know, uh, my daughter Claire, who's 16, 17 months old now. I like have to plan it during her nap time, so she's not crying in the background <laughs> or making noises or playing. But, um, and Auntie Kelly is so loud. <laughs> <laughs> so I have the headphones. <laughs> um, one more disclaimer here is that uh, 
We're not paid by dental monitoring. I've never been paid a cent from dental monitoring. I'll take the um, money. Yeah. <laughs> if anybody from DM is listening, uh, Kelly Terrell, uh, Burlington, Ontario, uh, envelope under the door. But no, I'm not. I'm not paid to say any of this here. I, I use dental monitoring because it's awesome. I really like the product. I like the company. And same thing with like, I I am not on faculty with Align, so I'm not like paid continuously to speak for Align. I do partnerships with Align. Um, but there's a reason why I use Invisalign as my primary product. Mm-hmm. Um, so the combination of dental monitoring and Invisalign together, again, at the beginning phase, when you first start using it, it's it's more work, to be honest yeah. with you. It's more work because it's new things, new protocols. Once it gets to the point where everything is really rolling, though, like dental monitoring and Invisalign have changed my life 100% yeah. and allow me to do what I do um, and allow me to make more money, work less have more time with my family. Like mm-hmm. it, it's just unreal that I could pull up 400 different patients right now and look at any point in their treatment thus far, send them a quick text message, send them a photo, send them a video, send them anything or have mm-hmm. my team do all of that. And yeah. um, that's what I want for you guys. If that's what's what you're interested in, that's why clearly line exists. And so awesome. other, I'm just pulling this up on the screen right now for those who are watching on YouTube. Please feel free to check us out at live courses as well as our online content. Uh, what are we up to next, I guess, for those interested? May 26th and 27th, we're doing the deep dive course. That's in Vancouver and Sparkling Hill. So that was fantastic. The Torontonians and Ottawa, how do you say Ottawa people? I don't know, but they loved it. They stayed way late. Yeah, we were in Ottawa for a couple extra hours at the end of that <laughs> one. Um, attachments and biomechanics, one of my favorite courses to teach. And uh, I think Kelly, you said your favorite all-time course. So. Yeah, I mean, I've, I think I've seen it live twice, and I've definitely taken online couple. I'm I'm do- redoing it right now to take some cheat <laughs> notes for you guys, some Coles notes for those who are coming. Um, so yeah, like yeah. you have to see that. I mean, that's fantastic. Like it is worth the trip. I don't care where you're coming from. <laughs> Come from Europe, attachments and biomechanics, you totally get your money's worth out of that one. And then. Yeah. Super excited. I don't know if it's next in the lineup, but Mixed Dentition <laughs> in Toronto yeah. is in person and it's in November, November 3rd? No, 3rd to 5th. Yeah. Oh, yeah. see, like it's locked oh. in my brain. Yeah. I guess I don't have it up on your screen. I have, I have the, um, you're, you're on point. Yeah. And June 9th yeah. through 11th is Attachments Biomechanics. Yes. And then the other course that you can come see myself and Dr. Terry Coddington speak, um, which is our Beyond the Border series. And so mm-hmm. we're going to be doing that at the Scamina Lodge, which is in Portland, about half an hour from Portland. Beautiful, beautiful location that is happening on July 8th, where you get mm-hmm. perspectives from both myself and Dr. Coddington, who is an Invisalign diamond provider based out of San Francisco and uh, Hawaii. Mm-hmm. And we, uh, we have a lot of uh, similar protocols, but we also share all of the things that we do differently and show you that mm-hmm. there's more than one way of skinning a cat. Uh, there's, yeah. there's a lot of different tips and tricks that can make you successful in your aligner world. And that's what I love. And I think, I think it's not just me. I'm a bit of a groupie, but, um, we have providers who are diamonds and diamond plus, like they know what they're doing. They're doing a great job and, um, they've taken a lot of our courses, but you see them at every single course, because <laughs> even though I've taken attachments to biomechanics multiple times and online, and I think I know my stuff you learn every single time you go. Um, so it doesn't matter if the title's the same, the cases are different, the conversations are different, the interaction with the audience is different, and it just takes a couple different 
different audience members to have a question. And all of a sudden we're off on a tangent and like, there's great moments and pearls that you're writing down from that. So, um, you know, a great, a great group of peers. I think we tend to attract uh, just like that next level of uh, GP and ortho providers. We have orthodontists who come and follow us new from new grads to very mature orthodontists who definitely know their ortho, but again, aligner space or partnering aligners with different um, auxiliaries. Um, you know, we just offer like that next level education. I can say that because I don't own the company, <laughs> Yeah, <laughs> but I believe it. I totally believe it. And also I wouldn't be here. For sure. Anyways, sure. thank you very much. We'll let Claire get out of the bed. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Back to Daddy Yeah, awesome. All right. Well, okay. we'll figure out what's next. So we've monitored them in person at their first visit. And now we've monitored them virtually. And so probably the natural evolution will be seeing them back for their first refinement. Sure. Sounds See? great. Okay, awesome. awesome. All right. Have a great Kelly. day. You too. Okay, bye. <laughs>